Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah, let's go there. Tell me about this night in Hue. Oh, a fairy. Oh, this happened yesterday. I couldn't get out if I wanted to. The vamps. Don't do this. Don't do this, brother. <laughs> Welcome to Yeah, Let's Go There. I'm Jay Russell Mickelson, and today's story takes us across the U.S. Boston to New York to Stockton, California. I met this guy. My name is Lang Luntao. And a group of his friends in Yangon, Myanmar, formerly known as Rangoon, Burma. Lang and his friends were all American English teachers on vacation from their schools in Malaysia. We ended up hiking several days together through breathtaking countryside. And on the night before we parted ways, we sat underneath the ivy canopy of our luxury hotel. $12 a piece for the family suite. And Lang shared this story with us. It's about his dad. He's a funny dude. We, we joke a lot. I love him. He's, he's a wonderful person. But I'm going to tell you a story about when uh, we had a very difficult time in our relationship. Oh, I have to tell you. Those laughs you just heard, that wasn't from us. There was another table of young travelers nearby. And as the night wore on, they got progressively drunker and louder. You're gonna hear them in the background throughout the story, and I'm sorry. Also, there's crickets, and you know what? It's Myanmar. We recorded this in Myanmar. There's noises. Moving on. Go ahead, Lang. As many of you know, I'm queer, or gay, or, or sexy, thanks. Yeah. I have been having coming out conversations with lots of people since I was about the age of 12. The first coming out uh, conversation I had was with my two best friends. There were two twins, Amelia and Erica. Amelia, it was seventh grade, so I like pretended like I had a crush on her. I don't really know why I still felt the need to do that, but I called up Amelia and I was like, hey, you need to get your twin sister Erica on the phone. So we did a conference call. <laughs> and I was like, Erica, Amelia, I have uh, something I want to tell you. I, I don't really know how to say this, but, uh, and they're like, Lang, are you gay? And I was like, Yes, 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 I am. Came as no surprise to them. As wow, as 13-year-olds, it came as no surprise to them. Yeah, it came as no surprise to them. So that was the first one. Progressively, I got much better at it. So I've been out to most of my friends since I was like 13 or 14. By high school, Lang was openly gay. He wasn't shouting it from the rooftops or anything, but he wasn't hiding. I was student body president. I was a prom prince. I think I, I, think I challenged the stereotype about gay kids at high school being very marginalized and, and not very well-liked. Um, and I went to college. To Harvard. And he felt good about himself and his life. And he felt like things were going well. Except for one issue. He hadn't told anyone in his family that he was gay. Not a cousin. Not a... Not a cousin. Uncle, not a... Not an aunt, not an uncle. And I was very close with... I'm very close with my parents. I'm an only child. And I'm very close with a lot of my cousins. But I remember thinking when I was like 16 and 17, like I just need to get to college. Like I just need to get out of my house. And he'll figure it out then. Sort of figuring by then he'll know how to handle coming out to his family. My parents are both very progressive. They're school teachers. But I was worried. Like I, you, know, you never know how, how parents are going to respond. And, you never know. You never know. All these things are going through your head. You know, you see all the narratives of like, your kids getting kicked out and like do you think your parents had any inkling or so i can say after having talked to them they had no inkling they had no inkling at all in fact 
Lang dated a little in high school, and my parents never like it, no red flags. Like they come over parents. to your house. They come over to my house. They like, go on awesome. family vacations with us, and like no. they were just really close friends. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So parents can be very willfully ignorant. And while that in some ways worked to Lang's benefit, it also caused a lot of stress. And I remember thinking, if I were to die today at the age of 16, like, my parents would not understand a big part of my identity, and that would be very sad to me. He even had nightmares about it. So anyway, I go to college, I'm super excited about Harvard, go to my first year, I am loving it. I remember, again, being, like, kind of worried about the coming out conversation. I remember sitting down with my roommate, this, like, big rugby player, six foot tall, like, Italian from L.A., and I remember being like, Rossi, I have something to tell you. I don't know if you realize, but I'm gay. Like, the fuck, Lang? I don't, we don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> That's great. Do your thing. But yeah, I remember thinking like a few months in, well, I'm at college. I'm past the deadline that I set. I need to tell someone in my family. But by Thanksgiving vacation, Lang still hadn't told anyone. So when he came home to celebrate the holiday, he decided this is the time. And Lang and his mom have this little Thanksgiving tradition they do. It started when he was seven, and they've done it every year since. The tradition is that every Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving dinner, my mom and I would go for like a Thanksgiving drive. So this year, Lang's first year of college, they finished dinner, got in the car, left dead to clean up, and went for a ride. And I said, hey mom, repeating this conversation I've had, mul I had, had mul many times, I have something to tell you. I'm pretty sure I'm gay. That's the way you worded it? I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm gay. Sure. I, I think I wanted to soften the blow. I'm surprised you didn't say I'm bi. I'm bi, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I did, did not say that, did not say that. I should say I had kind of broached the subject with my mother before. Actually, every Thanksgiving, on this Thanksgiving drive for about two or three years, I've been like, Mom, what would you say if I told you that I was maybe interested in boys? Gay people don't say they that. Don't say that. <laughs> they don't say that. They don't say that. And she would always be like, you know what? That's fine. I will love you however you decide to live your life. She's like, I think that you should wait until you're a little older to make this decision. I don't know, uh, yeah. Uh, but of course, when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, mom, I'll wait, totally. Yeah, whatever you want. I don't know, I, I'm just think I'm just wondering what you would think. And I've talked to her since, and she's been like, yeah, I didn't even think that those conversations were real. I thought you were just like asking about your friends, or I don't know, I, I don't know. But let's return to this moment in the car. Lang has just come out to his mother with little room for interpretation. And she's like, so wait, how, like, what do you think about this? Have you, have you actually made a decision? Are, are you, like, what do you, where is this coming from? I told her, yeah, I've known for a while. I didn't tell you because I wanted to be out of the house and on my own before I, I made it clear to you. And I'm very certain. She was like, uh, that's, that's a lot for me to hear, but I, I, I can process this, you know, I can process this, which I think was, the most I could hope for her to say. Then she asked Lang, have you told your father yet? And he said, no. No, I haven't told dad. I don't want to tell him yet. Please don't tell him. And she said, okay. She said, yeah, that's fine. I won't tell your dad, but you need to tell him soon. So that went well. Lang is feeling good, relaxed, burden lifted. Fast forward three weeks. Almost Christmas. I had befriended three girlfriends, Eva, Rebecca, and Hannah. They were my best friends at college. They all finished their last class on the 15th. And we didn't have to fly home until December 20th. So, four college freshmen, best friends in Boston with five days free, formula for a road trip.
great, let's go to New York, let's like have a wonderful time. So we did all the typical tourist stuff. We like got tickets to Spring Awakening. They see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. And then we walked down to, to Fifth Avenue and we decided to go into Macy's on Fifth Avenue and like see all the cool stuff that's going on. I was in the fourth floor in the dishes section and I decided to, I decided to call my mother, as I often do. She answers and says, hi, I'm in the car with your dad, which means that Lang's on the car's Bluetooth system so everyone in the car can hear Lang and speak to him freely. It's essentially a speakerphone for your car. I don't even remember what we're talking about, but at some point I, I address a question to my father. Hey dad, uh, did you get that receipt that I sent you? And there's no answer. And I'm like, hey dad, are you there? And my mom's like, yep, dad's here. And I'm like, dad, did you hear my question? Mom is dad all right? And my mom, I can tell that like, she doesn't know how to deal with the situation. But she's like, your father is not talking to you now, Lang. I don't know how to explain it to you, but you'll maybe you should call me back later and we can... I'm like, wait, why isn't dad talking to me? Dad, oh, why aren't you talking to me? Did I, is there something I did? It, what, uh, and then of course it dawns on me. I just told my mom three weeks ago that I had come out and she had told my father. Lang takes a moment to let this realization sink in. And he says to his dad, I don't know what's going on, but I hope that we can talk soon. Um, and mom, please call me when it, whenever you can. He hangs up the phone in the fourth floor of Fifth Avenue Macy's in New York, surrounded by nice china dishes and Christmas music. And I kind of just like slump into the ground, and I think it's like the first time that I've cried uncontrollably. Don't you dare to venture out alone. Hold your breath, you're shaking. His three friends, Eva, Rebecca, and Hannah. They had no idea what was going on. But they knew that he'd come out to his mom recently, so. They probably pieced it together. But they're like, Lang's crying, there's something's going on. Let's go get mac and cheese. There's some really good <laughs> mac and cheese places in New York. So we, we got on the subway and went to mac and cheese. I didn't say anything to them. I like, didn't talk. Um, I remember spending the um, entire like mac and cheese meal on the phone with my mom first. My mom explained to me, told your dad a few weeks ago, I couldn't really keep it to myself. He is dealing with it really horribly. Uh, I don't know how to, to get over it, but he doesn't know what to do. Um, and I remember being really angry with my mom, like, what the fuck? My father's an educated man who went to a university, who is an educated professional. This should not be happening in this day and age. You voted for Obama. <laughs> like, you're Democrats. You live in California. Like, this does not happen. And her being like, I, he, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. He's, something's going on. When they hung up, Lang called around to his close friends and some family. Each of those conversations went something like this. Hey, I'm not coming home for Christmas. Can I stay with you? I, don't, I can't explain why, but like I need a place to stay. And the responses all went something like this. Of course, you can stay with us in whatever situation. Yeah, come home. I remember talking to my best friend Amelia, her mother, and she was like, Lang, you could have murdered someone <laughs> and you'd still be welcome in our home. I was like, thanks, I didn't murder him. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so those plans were settled. Back at the mac and cheese shop, Lang and his friends had tickets to Spring Awakening, which is a Broadway musical that one writer describes as a story of teenagers discovering the inner and outer tumult of sexuality. 
So... We went to Spring Awakening, which is an incredible show, <laughs> and also surprisingly has lots of topics that are very similar to the situation that I was dealing with, like gay sons and fathers that don't accept sons, and so of course I bawled again. And all my friends were like, why the fuck did we come to this musical? <laughs> Later that night, we're at the apartment that we were staying, and my, and my mom calls me, and she's like, hey, what, what's up? And I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I don't really know what to say, um, but I, 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 I told her, hey mom, I think I'm not coming home for Christmas. And my mom said, no, flat out no, you're coming home. I, I didn't really ask any questions. For some reason, I, did, I wasn't curious about like how it would work. Yeah. But I was like, okay, you want me to come home? I'll come home. So I did. There's not much to say about that Christmas because like I really didn't talk much to my dad. Did he say anything to you? We, yeah, we had like pleasantries, but like... It's surprising how, yeah, you, how can avoid the elephant so yeah. you can avoid the elephant so easily, yeah. So Christmas, New Year's fly by. He finishes his freshman year without incident and moves into an apartment in San Francisco with Eva and Hannah for the summer. And that was awesome. It was a super gay summer. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really spend much time at home and I didn't really want to spend much time at home. Yeah, and I didn't really have much of... A relationship with my father that entire year we like we talked about the basics but as much as he could lang avoided his home avoided his dad and his family and made himself as independent as possible he paid for his own flights to and from school paid for his own apartment his dad continued paying for a share of lang's tuition as he'd agreed to do before lang even started college fast forward a year i'm back in california we're having Christmas. I love my mom. We're exchanging presents still. I don't talk to my dad that much. The last day of Christmas break, I decided to take a ride with my dad to the supermarket. In hindsight, I don't know if this is my doing or my mom's engineering, but somehow I end up in a car with my father going to the supermarket. It's just us. And on the way back, I decided to breach the conversation with my father. Again, I'm about to leave back for college in a day. So he says to his dad, So... <laughs> Dad, about this whole me being gay thing. <laughs> like, do we need to talk about this? <laughs> Lang's dad took his time. He thought about it. And he said, I realized a long time ago that the person I expected you to be was not the person that you would turn out to be. Uh, and in many ways, you have far exceeded my expectations. Like, I never imagined that, my, that I would have a son going to Harvard. I, me I never imagined that I would have a son that was able to travel the world, do all these things that I hoped I could do. And this one part of your identity, this one part of your life, I need you to help me understand it. Which I think is the best thing that any parent could ever tell their son or daughter if they had come out and couldn't really get on board all the way with. Um, yeah, so he told me that, and I was like, no, I can, I can help you understand that. That's fine. We can do that. Uh, and then we went in, and then my dad, being a good man, like made some really awkward jokes. Being like, I just I feel so bad for all the women that are missing out because you're such a handsome person. And if I had your looks when I were your age, I'd have so many STDs. And I was like, should I laugh at this, Dad? <laughs> I can still get STDs. I can still get STDs, yeah. And that was the beginning of my, uh, of my detente with my father and the thawing of our relationship. Don't you dare to That was 
five years ago. I now have a wonderful relationship with my father. They are very, very close. We're much closer than we ever have been. And they've come a long way since. For example, Lang's parents used to think that to be gay was like to be someone who cruised bathhouses and got AIDS. That was their impression. And to understand that like their son could be queer and like also live a happy, good life and like have a partner and maybe raise a family and have a successful career, it just didn't compute to them. So I've had to have a lot of conversations with both my parents about like what it means to be a modern queer person. What did my mom ask me the other day? So, if you get married, will there be like a wife and a husband <laughs> or something? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how that works, mom. Like, we can both be men and like be secure in our gender identity. Yeah, so like, it's, it's cute, funny things and I like that we can have those conversations. And we're in a very good place and I'm very thankful that we're in a good place. There's one question that's been gnawing at the back of my brain the whole time I've been listening to this story. What happened between those two phone calls Lang had with his mom in New York? Between the mac and cheese, I'm not coming home phone call, and the you're coming home and that's final phone call later that evening. What did Lang's mom do? What got his dad speaking to him again? Thankfully... Lang has recently learned exactly what happened. So while Lang and his friends were bearing the emotional roller coaster of Broadway's Spring Awakening, Lang's mom hung up the phone with Lang, marched into her husband's room, and said, You are not destroying my family. I know that you have some things to deal with. I know that I also have some things to deal with, and we're just going to have to deal with them together, and your son is coming home, and you're going to have to talk to him, which I will always love my mother for. And my dad, also being a good person, was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't want this family to fall apart because of what I think about this. for sharing that story. Lang has since finished up his contract in Malaysia and moved to the Philippines to work with Typhoon Relief and Salvation there after Typhoon Yolanda, better known as Typhoon Haiyan, destroyed major parts of that island nation. The music you heard in this week's episode comes from Penguin, Otitis, Birdmask, and David Worsick. As always, Penguin's track Harmonica Hop is the song you hear during our intro. We sampled a tiny bit of Otitis's Calm Before the Storm and used the greater part of Birdmask's Asadia. 
And the beautiful song playing faintly in your ears now is called White Flash by David Worsig. This is the second time we've used music by Birdmask. He's very talented. There will be more. But if you don't want to wait, you can find links to his music and all the artists I just named, as well as every episode of the show, on yeahletsgothere.com, where yeah is spelled Y-E-A-H. And you can find me, J. Russell Mickelson, on Twitter at J-R-M-I-K-K-E-L-S-E-N, and on Facebook as J. Russell Mickelson. That's Russell with two S's and two L's. Let's go there. I'm going there.